Hi, this is Kelly. And this is Jenna. And you're listening to ODFM. This episode is One Deer from Murder. talking about which is great because you know we have so many listeners that are you know we do we have a ton of color and they're gonna be like this girl is very obviously from the midwest that's okay i i can supplement you i can help you okay cool i'm assuming d-e-e-r yes Uh, oh yes bambi like bambi oh well now it's even sadder (laughs) is this about a deer getting hit because you know that happened a lot here no thank god no thank god but there is another part. Thank God, it's just a human. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just wait. There's more. Oh, shit. All right. This story uh, takes place October 15th, 1995 in Western Colorado. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to have to see, like, you might know some of the stuff I'm talking about. And I you're going to have to do. correct me when I All start right. talking out of my ass because I don't right. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> If your ass starts talking, <laughs> I'll be like, starts talking, go take some, some Beano. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So okay. it was the second day of hunting season. Uh-oh. Uh, Doug Kyle and Michael Madewell, I think is how you say his name, were two off-duty police officers from Texas. And they were on a hunting trip in the, okay, I had to look up how to say this, Uncompagre? Yes, Uncompagre. Yes. <laughs> uh, in the Uncompagre Mountains. Yes. Okay. Early that morning, Doug heard three gunshots near their campsite. And soon after, a woman walked by and told him that she and her husband were hunting in the area. Okay. About an hour later, Doug heard screaming and rushed over to find the woman that he'd seen earlier, standing over a man who was laying face down on the ground, bleeding from a gunshot wound on his back. Holy shist. Okay. A rifle, three spent shells, and an orange hunting vest were in the grass beside him. Oh, he didn't have his vest on. He didn't have his vest on. Dude. Dude, right? <laughs> hunting season. Put your See, vest on. I've never been hunting, but I feel like I already know that. <laughs> yeah. Like you want to be bright orange because most Honestly, deer aren't. The idea of going somewhere where there's hunting ground scares the crap out of me. Yeah. So I would probably be head to toe neon. Yeah. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> You've got like a disco light on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right. Exactly. I'm blaring my iPod because I don't want anyone to like, I'm not a deer. Everyone's mad because you're scaring away the real deer. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Okay. So the injured man was Bruce Dodson, 48 years old. His wife of only three months, Janice, was screaming for help. She picked up the orange vest next to him and screamed, why didn't you have your vest on? So, you know, because you should blame the victim. Right. You're dead, but God damn it. You dumbass. <laughs> so, you know. That's awesome. Screamed out of love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Not, are you okay? Right, exactly. Doug Kyle was quoted saying, quote, she's crying and carrying on. I said, is this your husband? And she said, yes, that's Bruce. Help. You've got to help him. So Doug checked Bruce's body and could not find a pulse, and he didn't see the man's chest moving. So he rushed up the mountain to alert authorities. And when he returned to the campsite with a Mesa County Sheriff's deputy, he found a very different scene. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. 
I so do. Okay. Another quote from Doug was, the deputy let me walk him down. And when I got to the spot with him, I immediately stopped and said, well, this is different. <sighs> this is not the way I left this. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Now Bruce was laying on his back and covered with a blanket. Oh. Janice said she wanted to keep him warm until law enforcement arrived, but authorities were concerned that she had disturbed the crime scene. Yeah. You don't girl, touch the crime scene. You don't touch the body. You're messing everything up. All right. So Janice told the sheriff's deputy that she and Bruce had woken up early that morning around 5 a.m. to begin their hunting trip. Yeah. I, I have like six different sources for this story, and I found two different ways this went, but either way, it's essentially the same. Okay. So one version is, is that they decided that Janice was going to go up on a hill and while Bruce w- waited down in a meadow below and she was going to flush game out. Okay. Down to him. him. Right. The other the other story was Janice was going to go up to look for to hunt for elk on the hill and Bruce was going to hunt for deer below. Either oh. way, they they were, they were separated, separated. Okay. <clears throat> they were not hunting in the same spot. They had agreed to return to their campsite around 930 a.m. But she came back a bit earlier to change because her boots and hunting coveralls were covered with mud from the knees down because she walked through a mud bog yep. along the fence near camp. I don't really know. What's a mud bog? Just like a big pile just, of mud? What's a yeah, mud bog? Basically just a, a big, gross, muddy area. Pile but of that's mud. weird. Right. Why would you purpose? Okay. Especially Western Slope is very, very arid, deserty. Really? Hmm. So she probably could have found a different path. Yeah. <laughs> I would think <laughs> so. Unless like- it's like, there's a ton of snow, but I wouldn't think. Right. I don't know. No, because it was, uh, it was October. Oh, yeah. Well, so I don't know how high right. they are, but yeah, that's weird. Okay. Okay. Shortly after going back and changing clothes is when she found her husband laying on the ground. Janice became so distraught retelling the story to sheriff's deputies that she fainted and oh. had to be airlifted to a nearby hospital. Jesus. Well, she was upset. She I was guess. really pissed that he took off his vest. Yeah. <laughs> Get that vest back on. Really that vest. <gasps> right. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Bruce's body was transported to the coroner. Medical examiner Tom Canfield actually worked with Bruce at the hospital oh. where they were performing the autopsy. So he had to perform it on his coworker. Oh, I know. Sucks. That's like, oh. I can't even imagine. Like, no. you go in and you're like, oh, man, it's Bruce. It's Bruce. Dang it. Ah, Bruce Banner. So, Br- Bruce Banner. <laughs> Look the, next day, the next day, the autopsy revealed that Bruce had not been shot by a single stray or accidental bullet. He had been shot three times. Oh, And so the cause of death was ruled a homicide rather than a terrible hunting accident. Like he, he's looking a little deary today. He must have looked very deary. (laughs) Stop walking on all fours, Bruce. Exactly. Don't wear antlers. Don't wear your antler hat. Yeah. Yeah. Not during hunting season. No, that's Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) Bill Booth, an investigator for the district attorney's office, theorized that Bruce was walking along a fence line when he was first fired upon, and that the first bullet pierced his clothing but only grazed his skin. It then appears that Bruce took off his vest to wave it around and start yelling to tell people he was not a deer. Because deer usually don't yell, not a deer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Right, exactly. But then the second bullet was fired and he was shot in the chest. Oh, my God. The third bullet struck him in the back, and based on the autopsy, it either hit him as he was falling to the ground 
or he may have been crawling away. Oh, wow. That's way worse. That's way right? worse. Oof. They also discovered that the third bullet struck a fence post before it hit Bruce. Investigators traced the bullet's path to what they believed was the assassin's nest, where okay. they found a spent cartridge from a, okay, now I don't know how to say this, 0. .308 caliber bullet. So thirty-eight caliber. Holy cow. Uh, neither Bruce nor Janice were hunting with that kind of weapon. Really? Yes. Okay. So. I was thinking it was Janice. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Think on that for a minute. We're going to take a short break. Okay. Think about that. Back to our story. We're going to go back in time a little bit. All right. Janice K. Sanders was born July 17th, 1951. She grew up near Houston, Texas, in a middle class family that enjoyed hunting and spending time outdoors. Okay. She was an outdoors, outdoorsy girl. She married a ranch hand named J.C. Lee. Which is really hard to That's say, J.C. Lee. Very hard. And it's very Dallas. Like, it should <laughs> it be in that di- show. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Lee. What up, J.C. <laughs> there Lay? you go. Exactly. Yeah. They had two children together, a daughter and a son. They settled in Western Colorado, where she earned a nursing degree and landed a job at Delta Memorial Hospital. Delta. That's uh, close to Whitewater, where the Whitewater widow was. Ooh. Hmm. Throw it back to our very first episode. Woo! Woo! I didn't find out really anything about Janice and JC's marriage. I, there was just nothing. Except that after being t- married for 25 years, Whoa. it ended abruptly when Janice caught JC having sex oh. with one of their daughter's friends. Ooh, mm. damn. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming yeah. she would be a teenager or more. I'm, I'm assuming at that time. Okay. Yeah. Well, they so they were married 25 years. If oh. they got married young and had kids young, you know, I mean, yeah. could yeah. easily have been 18. Oh God, JC, right? gross. Or, or slightly older, but still, or daughter. Just, oh, oh. can you imagine? Gross, you know, man. Screwing Brittany. Oh. oh. I'm just like, oh, I'm picturing, um, what's that movie? American Beauty? Is that it? Oh, yes. Kevin right? Spacey. Oh, gross. So I know. gross. So gross. So, yeah, yeah that, would, uh, that would end things abruptly. Yeah, for me. that would. <laughs> it's too. a pretty yep. abrupt okay, ending. We're done. <laughs> yeah. Right. You crossed several lines. Yeah. <laughs> so, after the marriage ended, Janice took a job at a hospital in nearby Montrose, <laughs> Colorado. It's weird because people um, over there pronounce it Montrose, kind of like Montrose? French. Yeah. Oh, so they, they dropped the T? Uh, yeah. It's almost like, and I, it took me forever to get used to it. Like Montrose. Okay. I mean, Montrose, but yeah. All right. Anyway, pronounce will, it how I'll you do want my best. Though. It's beautiful. All right. Well, she was, she was at a different hospital now. <laughs> <laughs> she left. She left Delta. Right. Okay. But I did look it up on a map. It's only like a 25 minute drive. It's yeah. Not really it's really bad. close. Yeah. Right. It's pretty. So. So she began dating one of her former co-workers at the Delta Hospital. Okay. A lab tech named Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. There's Bruce, right? Bruce was a native of Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. wow. His his name was actually John Bruce Dodson, but he went by Bruce, his middle name. Okay. You, you keep picking these Johns. Right? Accidentally. <laughs> I didn't and even Bruce's. mean to, right? <gasps> Dude, Bruce I've done Bruce's and Oh, my gosh. You're right. Ooh, okay. Be aware of Bruce's and John's in your life. Exactly. 
So let's see. He was a Vietnam War veteran, ex-Navy, and a University of Maryland graduate. Holy balls. Yeah, right? Friends remember him for his compassion and intelligence. But Bruce was a loner, and he fell super hard for Janice. Friends said that they made a great couple because he was frugal, and he was helping her put her affairs back together after the divorce because it was kind of a mess, and she was in debt. Okay. Ooh, frugal. Oh, that's rough for me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, sexy. Yeah. Frugal. Frugal. (laughs) Those words are one in the same. Yes, that's on my list of wants. Oh, no. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Janice was lively and outgoing, and she introduced him to new things. So they were kind of balancing each other out. Okay. Sounds like a good Complimenting each other. Yeah. Right. In July of 1995, they were married. Okay. I will post their wedding photos. Ooh. He was in a white tux with a black vest. She was in a ruffled lace dress and a lace cowboy hat. Oh God. That's <laughs> it horrifying. was um, it was like it was like layered ruffles. Oh, it kind of reminded oh. me like of a like Wedding a cake? fancy little house on the prairie. No, because oh, it even had like the ruffle gross. on top. Oh no. Like it had a, a top ruffle, like up by the Yeah, you I know. think I know what you're saying. Was it uh off the shoulder? No, it was a high neck. It Ooh, was like, oh my God. Dude, it was, just she had like worse. the fingerless, the fingerless oh. lace gloves. <laughs> so she was a little bit, little was, bit um, alternative, but. <laughs> it was, um, oh God, that's it was horrible. a look. Yeah. It was a look, but there are pictures and it looks, Ooh, it looks good. Let's not. Um, so I, that really doesn't have anything to do really with the no, murder story. but it's it enjoyable. Was like, fashion, <laughs> fashion moment. Just, Fashion moments. Just a little bonus there. Yes, we like those moments of fashion. Oh, God. Okay. So one of the new things that Janice wanted to introduce Bruce to was her love of the outdoors. So just three months after their wedding, she took Bruce on his first hunting expedition in Oncompagre National Forest. So I'm surprised she didn't get married in one of those beautiful camo dresses. Have you seen those? That's, yeah. Maybe that's she didn't sexy. know that was well, an option you, probably at that time. You know what? Hmm. There isn't a wedding photo of like a wedding party. So I could oh, see like maybe it was her yeah. bridesmaids were all in camo, <laughs> potentially. I don't know. That's cool. You know. Those are so bad. I, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, God. people who love that shit, but no, I can't, I, don't do I it. Cannot. Fashion faux pas. <laughs> right? Oh, God. Maybe there were pictures from her wedding, but since all the bridesmaids were camouflaged, we couldn't see them. Oh, that was it. Mm, that's what it is. They could have gotten shot. They probably shouldn't do that. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> so they should have also had orange vests <laughs> yes. over the camouflage. Or like at least an orange belt to oh, go with Oh, you it. know, well, yeah. plus it'll make it pop. Right. <laughs> so she wanted to take him to this spot because she knew the area well, because she and JC had camped and hunted there all the time. Oh. So okay. she was familiar with this area. Okay. In fact, detectives found out that Janice Dodson's ex-husband, J.C., was actually camped just three quarters of a mile away on that very same day. Oh, J.C. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. According to ABC News, Janice told detectives, quote, J.C. didn't care for anybody I ever dated, even after we were divorced. Uh, Who cares? Odd statement. Yeah, like (laughs) what? He shouldn't. Who cares? <laughs> Here's what you right. think, JC. You're not married to her anymore. Right, exactly. Fuck. That was just a strange thing, you know. Like, yeah. He didn't like any of the people I dated before we got married. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he doesn't like any of the ones after. Okay. Um, 
Okay. Well, you she wasn't your life super now. thrilled about his new girlfriend. So, yeah. so you know. maybe <laughs> you both should stop judging each other and let each right. other go. I don't know. Exactly. So JC was questioned, but he had a solid alibi. He wasn't camping alone. He was with friends and his girlfriend. Oh, good. Is this the, uh, the team? As far girl as I know, whatever? it's the, yeah, as far as I know, it was still her. Oh, God. I think. Okay. Gross. And they were all hunting in a different area at the time of uh, the shooting. Okay. They backed and, him up. Right. And the day before the murder, JC had reported a Remington or 38 yeah. caliber rifle and ammunition stolen oh, from his campsite. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Stolen, huh? Uh, and he reported yeah. it stolen. Mm, it's a little suspicious. It is a little suspicious. He also told police that just weeks before Janice married Bruce, he had received a strange visit from his ex-wife. She wanted to reconcile with him, but he wasn't interested mm. because he had 20-year-old booty. So yeah. he's like, I've got perky boobs. I, I know. He was like, what oh, else do I need? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. 25-year-old ones versus right. yeah. another Actually, thing. Like 50-year-old ones, whatever. Well, that's different. I shouldn't say that because I'm way closer I'm to that. I'm super close to that too. Oh, yep. God. I know, right? <laughs> do you what? know, um, two days ago, I goofed and realized I lost a year. I was oh. I was doing something and I said I was 44. And then I was like, <laughs> like oh my God, that. no, I'm not. I'm 45. Oh, I know. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's okay to forget those those numbers. Damn it. Yeah. As we get older, we'll just. Right. Eh, we don't need numbers. Exactly. <laughs> Another thing that bothered investigator Bill Booth was that Bruce and Janice had set up their campsite close to other hunters who had already been there first. Huh. Right. Okay. He was quoted saying, you don't want to camp near other hunters. Yeah, they're not uh, going to be This happy is about millions that. of acres up here and you don't camp next to each other. Yeah, that's weird. And, you know, she should have known that, right? Yeah. So if she's she an had... avid hunter, she would yeah. know the protocol, right? Yeah. I mean, I might not know the protocol, but right. this girl better. Hmm. especially okay. since she knew the area well too mm-hmm. right or she was like we have to camp here this is the one i know see now that's something that i would do yeah i would be like would this is the only too. one i know yeah so we're this we're, we're, we're going be. here i don't care we're Sorry. five feet from right. exactly <laughs> all right so bill booth and his partner dave martinez kept digging and discovered that janice had been to the mountains just a few weeks before on a separate a separate hunting trip without her husband mm. So either she's really loyal to this specific spot. Yeah. Or she's mm -hmm. spotting out a spot. Exactly. Mm, planning out something. Mm. Right. Bill Booth said, quote, we believe at this, at that point in time, that's when she set the scene. She knew that this was going to be the murder area. Investigators stopped looking at Janice as the grieving widow and started seeing her as their prime suspect. Yeah. They Ugh. just needed to find a motive. Money. <laughs> You're so good. Have I, you heard this before? No, but you know, it's <laughs> either you know, money, sex. Yeah, exactly. So, um, probably. Oh, this is okay. So there's no one way to grieve the loss of a loved one, right? People, right? right. Everybody grieve in different ways. Different, right? Right. You know, there's Can't no judge one it. way. But Janice didn't appear to be grieving at all. Oh, she's like oh, party. This, this, this is a cold-hearted bitch right here. Oh shit. The know? day after the murder, Janice took Bruce's name off the couple's mailbox. The day after. The day after. Oh, God. Girl, she come on. She threw out all of his clothes and belongings. Oh. She closed his bank accounts, sold his home and another property. 
sold his car. Jesus. She even sold his horse named Glory. Oh, poor Glory. She cashed in all of his IRAs. She threw his ashes out on the side <gasps> of the road. Oh. And this is the unforgivable part. She had his dog put to sleep. <gasps> what? Good God. What a snake. What? And like, you're totally leading everyone to know it's you. Like every detail. Did, like, could you even try? I mean, no. you didn't even like, try. Couldn't you like <laughs> wait a year? Jesus Christ, right? girl. I mean, fake it. Wear some black. Do yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, good wow. Lord. That's some cold shit right there. Oh, the doggy. I know. You, you know, there are shelters. Seriously? And people would have taken all. Oh, oh my bitch. God. That that was okay. the one where I, I thought all the other stuff was cold. But that last yeah, one, I was that like, oh. one's just me. According to District Attorney Frank Daniels, quote, she'd taken out three insurance policies. She Holy made shit. sure to get wills done. Mm-hmm. Come on, three months in. Right. And he's not like, hmm. Right. Exactly. Bruce owned two homes. She had the property put in both their names during the three months uh, since they were married. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she moved quick. Jesus. Uh, you would think he would question a little bit of it. it right? Plus, I'm sure she wasn't nice to the dog. Oh, uh, you know no. what? If she wasn't nice to the dog when I was dating her, oh, I'd yeah. have been like, this isn't That's working. That's a huge red flag. Yeah, you got to be nice to the dog. So, yeah. In the event of Bruce's untimely death, Janice stood to gain almost $500,000. Wow. Police said she was badgering the life insurance companies to pay off his policies, even though they were only good for accidental death, not homicide. They kind of already figured out. They're like, you know, you can't have three accidental bullets. (laughs) Boy, he's so deary. That deer is not going down. So deary. (laughs) Investigators also discovered while she was supposed to be visiting relatives in Texas to mourn her husband's death. Uh, she was actually gambling at a Louisiana casino called the Players Club. Oh, my God. You know, because that's how, again, there's uh, different grieving. ways to mourn. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> going out and gambling. Right. You know, I mean, I guess you could depress. depress yeah. Gamble. Depress gamble. Kind of like depressed drinking. Right. I mean. Suppose. It didn't seem that way, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially since. He was trying to help her live frugally mm-hmm. before this. Oh, good point. That's <laughs> She's right. Not st- yeah, you know, so that's she right. She was fully good... dead, indebted right. and stuff. That's right. Mm, yeah, and that makes sense too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So then, just a year after Bruce's murder, Janice married her third husband. Oh my God. Bartlett Hall, which is a weird name. Bartlett. Bartlett That's... Hall. <laughs> yes. Okay. And they got married on a very romantic day. They got uh, married on Thanksgiving. Oh no. In Las Vegas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's an odd choice. It's uh, really so, odd. Okay. Yeah, so it was just like a year after, because it was just the year before in October that this happened. Oh no! The new couple moved to Texas, and Janice took out a one hundred thousand dollar life insurance <gasps> policy on her new husband. Oh, she's like, this is my new mo. This is right. A, this works. Let me try it again. Hey, you know oh, what? Shit. My last husband died mm-hmm. suspiciously, so. You know, I just wow. want to make sure that if something should happen to you. Yeah. I'm covering all my I'm bases. I'm covered, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Please don't read into this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please don't check it out. Oh, good. Check it Got out. Got it. I hope he didn't have a dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, stop it. No doggies. Oh, God. Here's another place for a little. Okay. Let me take a break. Take a little break. Oh, God, Janice. Dude. 
you own a small business or make cool and unusual handcrafted items? We love artists and small business owners, and we would be stoked to help get the word out about yours. Consider advertising with us through this podcast. It's super affordable, and our podcast reaches every corner of the U.S., even worldwide. To find out more, visit otfmpodcast.com and click on the Advertise With Us link. Let's get your creativity into the hands of people who would love it. That's true. We're all talking about the dog and poor Bruce is there like, I know. hey. Poor Bruce is like, yo, yo. I, remember I wasn't a deer. Maybe if I was a deer, you guys would give a shit. True. Just saying. We would probably be like, oh, that poor deer. Poor Bruce. Right? Sorry, Bruce. Oh. Or if she was trying to murder Bruce and she accidentally hit a deer, we'd be like, God I damn it, Janice. <laughs> Janice, that poor deer. Totally wasn't suspecting. Oh, God. For nearly three years after the crime, police believed they knew when, where, and how the murder had been committed, but they couldn't connect their suspect with the murder weapon. Oh. So investigators Bill Booth and Dave Martinez returned to the crime scene during the summers of 1996, 97, and 98. Wow. All trying to surf, search for the rifle and other evidence. Oh, my God. Like, we got to find a way to pin yeah. this on this girl, right? They combed the entire area, including ponds, with metal detectors in hopes of finding the rifle, but it still has not been found. Oh. To this day, can't find it. But during the final search of the cattle pond near J.C. Lee's campsites, Al Bieber, probably not related to Justin, <laughs> but I don't know probably, for Probably, sure. you never know. <laughs> don't know. Of NecroSearch International. Oh, NecroSearch. I want do to work know for Necro- them. Huh? I do. I would love to work for them. Oh, okay. It's so <laughs> like, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's what um, they do. Which is apparently, I, I, I looked it up, a nonprofit consulting company for law enforcement agencies and apparently Kelly's dream job, <laughs> aside from game show host. <laughs> true. That's true. That's still, that's still number one, That's right? still on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so off. this Al Bieber. Like Bieber. Al Bieber. <laughs> um, the Biebs. Um, <laughs> he made a comment. <laughs> he made a comment when they were searching that the mud in and around the man-made pond was bentonite clay, which oh. is a clay that someone had to have brought there to stop the water from seeping out the bottom. It was uh. not a naturally found thing oh interesting okay right so he just makes that comment he's like oh it's been you know he's just doing his nerd thing going just so you know this yeah. is called bentonite, bentonite. Clay. and they're all yes. like all right okay. nerd. <laughs> that's awesome though okay okay so that evening bill booth and dave martinez uh camped near the crime scene and they're discussing the evidence in the case when they remembered the dried mud that was found on janice's clothing it was white like bentonite uh, clay uh-huh. oh! That's awesome. They said if Janice had taken the rifle from JC's campsite, she most likely would have stepped in or fallen into the bentonite clay that drained across the road from the cattle pond. Mm -hmm. Janice had told police that she was returning to her camp on the morning of the crime and stepped into a mud bog and went to change, right? Right. So investigators gathered three samples of dried mud, one from the bog near Bruce and Janice's camp, one from the area around the pond near their camp, 
and one from the man-made pond and runoff near JC's camp that had the uh, okay. bentonite. The samples were sent along with the dried mud that they had recovered from Janice's coveralls back when they collected evidence on the day of the of the uh, crime. That's so bad. So thank God they had saved that, right? Yes. And they sent it to the Colorado Bureau of Investigation in Denver. The dried mud found on Janice's clothing was consistent with the dried mud recovered from JC's camp. Yes. This was the break in the case that allowed police to put Janice in her ex-husband's camp to steal his rifle and ammunition. (sighs) And there are no other bentonite-lined ponds in the area and no bentonite deposits. Wow. So That's incredible. Right? Wow. Leave it to the nerds. Good job. I love the nerds. I love the nerds, nerds, right? Good job, Biebs. Good job, Biebs. See? (laughs) Um, (laughs) In October of 1998, so this is three years after the murder, Janice Dodson, now Janice Hall, was arrested in Texas on charges of first degree murder and she was sent back to Colorado to stand trial. Yes. Prosecutors told the jury that Janice had planned to kill Bruce Dodson from the very start of the relationship to get herself out of debt from her divorce Mm -hmm. and then conveniently pin the murder on her ex-husband, J.C. Lee, who had left her for a younger woman. Two birds, one stone. Wow. Yeah, that is... Well, two birds, one bullet. Yeah, uh, three bullets. Three bullets. Three bullets. Yeah, if it had been one bullet, (laughs) it probably would have been a different It probably would have been okay. She could have gotten away with it. Basically, she should have been a better shot. (laughs) Yeah, basically, (laughs) she should have practiced more. Right, exactly. Janice did not take the stand, but she did give her side of the story for the first time in an interview with Primetime's Chris Cuomo. Okay, here's the quote from uh, her interview. I still do love Bruce Dodson. The only way I can live with this is that I have the peace of knowing that I didn't do it and the prayer in my heart that someday the truth will win out. Oh my God, you're full of shit. I think his dog would have something else to say about that. Right? The dog's like, please, bitch. Yeah. Did her third husband end up surviving her? Yeah, so far he's good. Okay. I was like, where where does his <laughs> well, death you know come what? in? And that's uh that's pretty shocking because you know, she killed Bruce right. after only pretty three quickly. months and she yeah. was with her other husband for a full year. Right. So, so I was like she, maybe she at least learned to like, you know, pace herself. Yeah. <laughs> She's you like, know? I better take a little bit more I'm time. Right. In I better just right. The jury deliberated for three and a half days and then they found Janice guilty of first degree murder. She is serving life in a Colorado state prison without the possibility of parole. Oh, good. Yay. Yay. She's probably with Miriam, the white oh, widow, yeah. water widow. They're probably hanging, oh, chilling They're together. hanging. Yeah. They're gal pals. <laughs> <laughs> Except Miriam trains dogs there now. So oh. probably not this lady. Attorney Frank Daniels wrote a book about the case called Dead Center. Ooh. Which I think is inaccurate because she didn't do a very <laughs> good <true>. job. <laughs> Almost dead center. Whatever. Right, exactly. Um, off center? I don't know. Um, <laughs> off center. <laughs> Three times. Oh, good God. Third time's a charm? I don't know. Oh, God. I'm so going to hell. I'm so going to hell. Uh, in, in his book, he says that if there had only been one bullet, there never would have been an investigation mm-hmm. and the death would have been ruled an accident. She should have practiced. She should have practiced. She should have fucking practiced. Jeez. That's all I got to say. You can't get nervous. You got to not shake. Right. Or so I've heard. Man. <laughs> or so I've heard. <laughs> right. <laughs> and not breathe. Um, Just calm. And like you asked before, um, the police 
still have never found the weapon that was used in the murder. Wow. Um, and in one of the articles, and I checked, it's still still missing. There are suspicions that it may have been purchased at a gun show or found by a hunter. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has any information on the missing Model 700 Remington 38 caliber rifle with the serial number D6844028, please contact DA investigator Bill Booth at 970-244-1702 or DA investigator Dave Martinez at 970-244-1869. Because, you know, maybe we could be like the podcast in the dark and we like, well, it doesn't really solve the murder. The murder's already solved. Yeah. But (laughs) they still want the murder weapon. Right. Like we could just clean. We're still helping out. We're just. We'll we'll help from afar. Right. Right? And if NecroSearch needs some volunteers. (laughs) <laughs> right kelly's free i'm here <laughs> go right? search through some mud bogs oh god <laughs> mud bogs <laughs> i love it <laughs> all right so sources for this episode include abcnews.go.com murderpedia.org inquisitor.com oxygen.com the montrose daily press which how am i supposed to say that the montrose montrose the montrose yeah. daily press <laughs> And ForensicFilesNow.com. Nice. <laughs> so info. Just one deer for murder. Just one. Oh, that was a good one. Anyway, Yay. thank you everybody for listening to our story. Yeah, come back next week for another. Yeah, yes. we're on a roll. We are. Yeah, it's season three, baby. Season three. Season three. Stay odd. Stay odd with us, because we aren't getting normal, that's for sure. <laughs> now that we've started this podcast, it's not getting any better. It's just, it's all downhill just from here. Just downhill, people. <laughs> Go downhill with us, please. Yes, exactly. You don't want to be join alone. Us. <laughs> join us. <laughs> to see images from this story, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ODFM Podcast or on our website at odfmpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store, where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like minisodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store. That site is patreon.com slash odfmpodcast. And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash ODFM podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. 